Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Galatians chapter 6. Uh, my name is Tunji, and I will be walking us through this uh, last chapter in our study series in the book of Galatians. Um, if you've missed any of the um, sessions, uh, all the series, all the chapters are on our YouTube channel, so you can avail yourself of those, and you can also use um, the study guide um, to work with those. Um, before I jump into Galatians chapter 6, I'd just like to give us um, a brief overview of where we are up to, what we've done so far. So we have established that there is only one gospel, and that gospel um, states that faith in the person and the work of Christ Jesus is sufficient for our salvation and relationship with God. Um, we, we've said that any belief system that suggests that we need to add something or we need to do some work uh, to our salvation to make us truly saved is not of God, is a false gospel and it does not lead to anything but bondage. We went further to say that anything that brings us into bondage is not consistent with the spirit of the gospel because it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. We then pushed it further to say that that freedom does not look like um, being free to do any and everything. Even though we are not under the law as an external code, we are not lawless. So we are guided and led by a different principle of life, which is the law of the Spirit. And so we spoke about walking in the Spirit, keeping in step with the Spirit. And as we walk in the Spirit, we fulfill the law, the law of Christ. And so that freedom does look like loving God, serving God, loving one another um, for the glory of God. And so we, we, we stop at chapter 6 speaking about walking in the Spirit. And so here in chapter 6, uh, Paul is taking that discussion further about what it is to walk in the Spirit. So I'm going to read chapter 6 for us but just before I do that I'd like us to know that chapter 6 is broadly divided into two sections um, 1 to 10 and then 11 to 18 so just 18 chapters um, yeah so I'm going to make a read now and then please follow me closely uh, as much as you can so the first part of chapter 6 speaks about bearing one another's burden and the second part is what I would call boasting in the cross so let's jump in. Galatians chapter 6. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Verse 6. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit 
will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Verse 10, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. There are a couple of words um, in this section of Galatians chapter 6 that we need to pay a bit of attention to. Uh, we highlight some of them and then as I discuss this section, some of them will also come to the fore. So the first word is what caught. Caught in sin, that's in verse 1. The word restore, the word burden, the word unload or load. Okay, I think... Um, more than anything else, this first part of Galatians chapter 6, um, Paul suggests to us that walking in the Spirit, it's something that it's both an individual walk and a communal walk. So the Christian life calls us to get involved in each other's businesses, um, not out of um, busybody, but with a view to be a burden bearer. So we are supposed to help one another to walk this walk in the spirit okay so and then in this part paul describes as bearing one another's burden and he tells us how to do it so i'm just going to highlight a few things so the first thing paul highlights to us is when a brother or a sister is caught in a sin is ensnared is trapped that's the word caught. So it's not some willful walking into it, but an, or, be, or, or rather the person is overtaken. Okay. And so Paul, the first thing Paul tells us that the goal is restoration. So look at it, verse one again. It says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you will live by the spirit. Now that is coming from chapter 5, walking in the spirit. So the fruit of the spirit is, so those who are, uh, spiritual, those who walk in the spirit are being encouraged to restore. So, like I said, the goal is restoration. And that word restore means to put back in former position. In other words, picture um, a dislocated, you know, elbow or, or shoulders or bone. Now, the idea is you're taking it back to its former place. You're, you're restoring it. And one scripture that comes to my mind when I think about restoration is Hebrews chapter 12, 12 to 13. The Bible says, therefore, strengthen the feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may, be, may not be disabled, but rather healed. So the call of God on us is not to be judgmental, is not to condemn, rather to seek to restore any brother or sister who is caught or trapped in a sin. Now, and then Paul goes on to tell us how to do it. And then he said, the first thing Paul says and suggests to us is gently. So verse one again, he says, let us do it. What? Let us restore the person gently with all meekness. We're not going to be harsh. We're not going to be insensitive. We're going to show empathy, care, and love. So it says to do it gently. Again, from chapter 5, the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. Okay? And then Paul suggests we need to do it cautiously. We need to do it cautiously. So look at it. It says, it says but watch yourselves. 
Now, the, the two words here that plays into the idea of being watchful while we're trying to restore and bear the other person's burden, you know, are the words caught and the word burden. So think about it. This person has been caught. This person has been ensnared. And so if you're going to help someone who is caught or ensnared, it means that you yourself, you want to be careful. And Paul says, watch yourselves. Or, the, or you also may be tempted. So it's not something you walk into carelessly. It's something that you're deliberate. It's something that you're watchful and vigilant about what you're trying to. Now, the point is, you don't want to fall into the same thing that you're trying to help someone out of. So it says to us, let us do it cautiously. And then the third thing Paul suggests is to do it using the word of God. And so if you look at um, I think it's verse 6 now. Paul says, Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with the instructor. So the background here is, as we seek to um, restore people, we're not just um, coming alongside them, giving them just our thoughts, just our opinions or psychology or philosophy. We're, we're from the word of God. We are instructing them. We are showing them. We are coming alongside and teaching them. You know, the Bible says that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And one of the things the word of God is profitable for is instruction in righteousness. And then Paul goes on to how not to do it. Now, the first thing is we, we should not do it condescendingly. So if you look at um, verse 3 to 5, for example, Paul says, If anyone thinks that they are something and they are nothing, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone and not in uh, without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one will carry his own load. So the idea here is when we have opportunity to come alongside people to share their burden, we should not put them down while we're trying to lift ourselves up. We should not use you know, their own shortfall to be the basis you know, of assessing ourselves because Paul says each of us will bear our own load. We should not compare ourselves. God has given each one of us unique giftings graces opportunities you know and, and and privileges and exposures and so when we come alongside people the idea is not comparing ourselves with them the idea is not to feel superior and them looking inferior rather we should um, judge ourselves on the basis of what god has given to us too much is given much is expected so our role is to help them Stand. Let's not feed our own ego or our own, um, you know, you know, our, our own assessment of our work with God based on other people's failings. So that's how not to do it. And then Paul speaks about the blessing of it, the blessing of it. In verse six, it says, "Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the world should share in all good things." With the instructor, two things I just want to quickly highlight in there, and that is the fact that number one, when we come alongside a brother and a sister, is restored, right? They are they are helped out because we share the load of the burden, we take it off them, and then they are restored into their own formal position. And then number two, you know, Paul gives an idea that the burden, um, the rest. The person being restored share all good things with the person who has restored him or her. And, and, and even in that text, you know, the, just that 
joy, that, that ability to be able to share in the joy of someone else's restoration is a blessing. But then Paul also implied, you know, in, in that text that even goes as far as material, you know, sharing, so to say. So there is the blessing of restoring other people. And the last thing I think Paul hinted at there is the benefit of you know, walking in the spirit. So don't forget, the context of this whole conversation is walking in the spirit. And so Paul highlights the fact that walking in the spirit, you know, is like sowing and reaping. So he uses that, you know, um, that metaphor, that language of sowing and reaping. And Paul encourages us to sow to the spirit. But then he says that, you know, we should not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Whatever a man sows, he reaps. And so no matter how long it takes for us to, you know, see results or see the fruit in our lives, if we do not lose our support, encourages us, sowing to the Spirit, feeding the Spirit is like, you know, um, sowing. If you do not faint, if you do not give up, you will reap eternal life. And so that encouragement to say, well, it's helpful, it's beneficial for us to feed the Spirit, to walk in the spirit, to, you know, um, feed our relationship with God and the community of believers. And Paul guarantees us that we should not make any mistake about it. We will reap if we faint not. It's a guarantee. And so that's the first section of Galatians chapter 6. Now, let me let me, let me me go to uh, the, the second section, which I've called Boast in the Cross. See what large letters I use as I write to you with my own hands, those who want to impress people by means of the flesh are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised keep the law. Yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your circumcision in the flesh. May I, may I never boast except in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule to the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. Now, in this last, last um, section of the of the book of, of the of chapter six of the book of Galatians, Paul now goes a step further to expose to us, you know, the the true intentions of these Judaizers, these guys that came into the uh, Galatian church, teaching them that they needed circumcision you know, as an addition to faith in Christ Jesus for them to be truly saved. And Paul says, well, these guys don't even care about the law. This guy only wanted to impress people. You know, they wanted to score points with you being circumcised. They wanted to avoid persecution. And you see, they, they wanted to boast of their ministry achievement pretty much. You know, and I think the lesson in here for us is that undue pressure to please people or to wrap our identity around our performance can make us compromise the truth and, and use people rather than love and bless them. 
And so Paul then says, well, the only thing we should boast about, the only thing we should, you know, base our lives on is who we are in Christ Jesus. So Paul says, well, it doesn't matter whether you're circumcised or you're not circumcised. What matters is the new creation. What matters is your identity in Christ. What matters is that you are born again. And, and, and Paul then goes to speak about that idea of we are the Israel of God. And that is the whole subject matter of the book of Galatians. For you to be in that inner circus or carcass, so to say, for you to be part of that elite family of God, you must be circumcised. And Paul said, no, that doesn't happen. What makes us sons and daughters of God, what brings us into the inner carcass, so to say, if there's anything like that, is faith in Christ Jesus. And that is sufficient. And that should be our boast. That should be what we are thrilled about. Not performance, not our own efforts, not impressing of pleasing people so to say you see that idea come in over and over again in the book of galatians and so paul says circumcision or circumcision avails nothing what matters is that you are a believer what matters is that you have faith in christ jesus i i hope that is clear and that blesses us and let me just conclude you know, just with the words of Paul. Look at verse 18. Paul says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. So this is Paul basically coming back to where he started from. We all are broken. We all cannot make it except for the grace of God. And so once again, let us behold the, the wonders of God's grace. Let us rejoice in that grace and let us overflow with that grace in our dealings one with another that is the book of galatians god bless you and have a great week